I reminded you that you are perfect, would you argue me down or step into your perfection? Welcome to Perfect Tomorrow, where there are no excuses, no expectations, and we explore the world without limitations. I'm Jay Clay, rapper, the spiritual teacher, with my co-host Troy Washington, your friendly neighborhood realtor. Let's be real, so let's be perfect. by telling y'all that we love y'all we're grateful for the opportunity to be anywhere sharing our thoughts the way that we see life and hopefully helping you realize that you're perfect and the reason why i can unapologetically say that is because i know that you are one of one you are the numero uno you cannot be duplicated and the only reason you would think that you're not perfect is if you're comparing yourself to someone else and saying hey they better than me i need to do it like them but guess what you are the one you are the one that brings what we bring what we bring to the world and at the end of the day we always encourage everybody to do what we do share because though we may get to the same end point the pathway by which we travel is always different and the things that we do in between the pathway the journey those are the things that can help anyone get over the hump and of course it's yours truly troy washington your friendly neighborhood realtor and i have my boy jay clay spiritual rapper and teacher and we're about to get on here today and talk about how to heal all I mean, all, all, not just some, all, including chronic pain and mental illness. Hashtag the healing. What up, Jake? Yeah, what's up? Happy what Sunday, up, happy Sunday. Another beautiful day, <clears throat> excuse me, in the yeah. land of perfect modes. And uh, yeah, man, this, this, is a, this is a good topic. It's, it's, I'm, I'm excited. We even touched on some of it in, in early episodes, but it's, it's good to just give it its own just spotlight and just heal let's let's just all heal let's be here you know all so, this you know what I'm saying? so what i want to so again like you said we touched on it in different shows and you know we couldn't really just dive all the way into it but i want to know what made you decide today let's go ahead and just do this Troy. like well yeah you know, it's it just, it just been on my mind so um i i guess i'll give an introduction to this so as you know, all things are cause and effect. They're one in a sense. An effect cannot exist without its cause. Um, a cause can also be synonymous with the purpose. You know, when something loses its purpose, you give it away. You let it go. You throw it away. You sell it. You're like, I, I don't have a purpose for this anymore. I'm going to let it go. And when we start to look at a cause as a purpose, we can start to let the cause go of certain things we think we possess. Um, for instance, like someone may feel that they injured themselves, so they have an ailment. And you might, somebody might say what's wrong and they say, oh, because this, because of that time this happened. Or somebody might say, I have this illness, this, this mental illness, and as a person with this illness, blah, blah, blah. So they, they think that being, they were born into it. They think birth was the cause. And so they carry that and so the effect is always there. And the general idea is if you forego the cause, the effect will have nothing to stand on and it will soon fade away. And I think, too, you know, so just kind of diving in this to a little bit more, when you say foregone the cause in an example of anything, you know what I mean? Yeah. How does that really look? How does foregoing the cause look? Because, you know, somebody just as an example for myself, one day I'm at a volleyball practice with my kid, my son. And I'm not even doing anything strenuous. I'm just helping them out. And they like, Troy, let's do this circle. And when we do this circle, we just gonna bump. And I I'm I'm when I say I slightly step over, yeah, twist ankle, right? 
And so I'm sore. And now I'm telling you that I'm injured because I twisted my ankle at volleyball practice, bumping the ball, right? And so when you say forego this cause, how do we do that? What does that really look like? Yes, <clears throat> that's a good question. So some people may look at it at first. They think, well, how can you ignore it? Don't ignore it. And now I'm not saying to ignore it because because if you were to ignore it, you would still be acknowledging its existence first and then thinking that you have to ignore it. And that's that's further from the furthest from the truth. What I'm saying is instead of ignoring it, just don't give way to the cause. So somebody can say, um, what happened? I don't know. My, my ankle is just hurting right now. It just it just is what it is. My ankle is just hurting right now. And you're not you're not get, giving a, um, a date to it, a purpose to it. You're just saying this is what is right now. And since you're not tied to the purpose or the cause of it, you will soon forget about it. You will soon forget that that something ever happened. Um, actually, I, I'll, I'll give this example about just the power of not forgetting, but just not acknowledging. So the more I've been in this spiritual space, the more I realize that a lot of people had phenomenon happen when they were younger and that they just did not talk about. And I was like, what? Like, I like I, I would love to have had something like this happen. But people said that when they would tell someone, they would look at them like they were crazy. They would tell them that's nonsense. Don't speak like that. Just any number of things. So they just wouldn't. They just wouldn't acknowledge it. And after a while, they feel they lost their gifts uh, because they, they didn't acknowledge or, or use them. And it's not that they lost them. They can still get them back. But they, it was just simply out of sight, out of mind. It was there, but they chose not to acknowledge it. And so that they forgot that they even had these gifts that they they have been blessed with and still have. And we can be that in a similar way, except we're just using this to negate the negative effects by not giving way to the cause. So I'm going to tell you, so let me, I'm going to bring it back real quick and I'm going to go a little bit more into the story. Yeah. Because when we say foregone the cause, to me in my own head, that sounds confusing. But I know what you're saying, but I'm just saying, you know, when I try to process it, if we weren't having a conversation, I would be like, what you mean? Like, I can't untwist my ankle. But I'm, what, one thing that you specifically said was not acknowledge it, meaning don't give it the power. So that way it's just the it's just an it's just an, a pain that eventually will go away. Because, again, you you 100 percent right when you say if somebody asks me what's wrong, I say, well, my ankle is hurt because I twisted my ankle. And I keep on living with twisting my ankle. I'm letting that be the forefront versus the end, the end, right? So this day when I twisted my ankle, just so happened to be the last day when we were supposed to be, we were in a, um, me and you both were doing a, what's the word for this? Like a, a, a program. We were doing a program to learn how to run for 30 minutes straight, right? And so in this program, we had like three weeks. I mean, no, it was like, it, was, it had to be like a four yeah. weeks or almost two months or something like right so we were going through this program and on this last day i had this volleyball practice and i twist my ankle and i was sad in a sense i was like dang i'm not even gonna be able to just do this and if i don't complete it today then i failed the program so i come home even my wife like you need to get off your ankle you need to sit down like all this kind of stuff but my mind was so made up on running the program, I said, I don't care about the twisted ankle, right? Now, this is the, the, the beauty of what you're saying, but also how you still living with it can come back to you, right? So this day, I was like, well, I, I worked too hard to get to this point. Now, my ankle is hurting like crazy because I twisted my ankle. Um, but I, I just, I'm just dead set on, there's no way that I'm going to allow this to stop me from doing this 30 minute run. So when I got home, I, I tied the shoes up tight. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm just going to do it no matter what. And so I got on the treadmill and I put it on six miles per hour and I just started going. And, and I'm telling you every step of the way in that beginning, maybe three to four minutes, I was like, Woo! this is a beast but this is what happened along the way along the way outside of the pain of my ankle i started to get tired right 
So what happened was versus me were thinking about my ankle being twisted, I started thinking about how tired I was. So I just kept on running because I had been there before. Okay, I've been tired when I'm running, but I know tired can't make me stop. But all of this thinking that I'm doing while I'm running about being tired is slowly making me forget about my ankle being twisted. Now, I'm not saying that the pain went away, but I'm saying that my focus was no longer my ankle being twisted or ankle being sore. And so before I knew it, I'm 15 minutes in my run, and now I'm not even thinking about my ankle anymore. And so in the like in, in the grand scheme of my mind in those moments, my ankle wasn't even sore no more. I didn't even feel it. I wasn't tender anymore during this process. And then by 20 minutes in, I was more focused on, I wasn't even tired anymore because again, that was just another construct of my mind and my, I guess in a sense for me, I was more thinking about, okay, I'm looking at my heart rate. Okay, Troy, you need to keep your heart rate around here. 150, 150, 150. You need to breathe, deep breathe. So now my entire attention is focused on my, uh, you know, how how I run, you know, how how I get there. And the reality, and the crazy thing is now I'm not thinking about tired or ankle. And now my ankle is not hurting anymore, and I'm not tired anymore. And then when I got to the end of my run, 30 minutes in, I was so happy that all the stuff that I'm just talking about was not even a thing, right? And so I sat down, I celebrated myself, I was crunk, and then later I remembered that I twisted my ankle. <laughs> later I remembered that I twisted my ankle. And when I remembered that I twisted my ankle, it all came back to me. And it's, it was just crazy. And uh, you know, the one thing that I thought about was, you ever seen the movie Major Pain, right? At the very beginning of the movie, a uh, dude got shot and he was like you I, I don't remember verbatim how he said it but he was like you want you want your uh, you want to stop feeling your pain he like yeah and then he break his finger and then he like you don't feel the gunshot no more because you're thinking about something completely different and so that's why i think the mental part of this is very important but the acknowledgement like you said was everything but go ahead jay yeah and and, and similar um I'll, I'll share a similar story from a different angle where i i actually felt the full effects so um, similar, it, it was this, the same running program. I think that last day, I just didn't feel like doing it. I was probably dreading it the whole time. But when I finished, I was happy. Uh, and I think I just started just doing extra stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to, for the purpose of this story, I'm going to purposely um, acknowledge the cause. And so uh, I was like, well, I'm, I'm, I started running down the hill backwards because I think the program was meant for a treadmill that has heels. And I was like, I don't have no heels. I'm going to do this heels. And then I, I, uh, I think I stepped backwards into a pothole and it just, I, I, I tumbled over. I felt the same depleting energy from when I broke my wrist. Like everything just went there. So I could have broke my ankle. I, I don't know. I don't have insurance. I didn't go, did all that. I, and, and I was just out of commission. <laughs> and anybody who asked, I told them exactly what happened. I gave way to the cause and I was out of commission for months. Like it was just, it was just nothing I could do. I couldn't run or whatever. And then recently, um, Cause I think me and you started back running like four months ago. I was like, forget it, forget what happened. Like, and, and this is stuff I already know. Like, I could have been did this, but I was like, forget what happened. I don't care. I'm running no matter what. I'm 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 getting ready to get up and be active because I, I wasn't playing basketball. I wasn't doing anything. I said I'm gonna do this no matter what. And uh, I started and I felt it. You know, I, I felt it in the beginning. I didn't care. I'm just gonna do what I do. Uh, and then somewhere along the way, because I stopped acknowledging what happened. Um, and just was focused on the moment what it is like right now. Okay. I feel it, but I can still run. Um, it went away and like my, my ankle is completely healed. I don't feel a twinge. I don't feel anything. I've been doing things for months now being active. Um, but that, but that's just one of millions of stories of things I healed by not acknowledging it, by not acknowledging the cause. You can acknowledge the effect, but just forego the cause, ignore the cause if you want. And then soon it'll just fade away. So this is my thing too, right? So it's easier said than done, right? Like in my, in, in my thought process, when I, I feel like I'm thinking for the rest of the world, like it's easier said, like you can say that you can forego the cause or you could not acknowledge the cause, but sometimes pain or the way that we think about it, when it's a physical ailment or even a mental illness, ailment is so prominent that I cannot see past what's right in front of me. And then again, even in my example, I had something to take my mind away like i was dead i was dead set on no matter what i'm not stopping right but in an in instance where i don't have a running program that i have to complete on the last day and something to really just 
completely occupy my mind to take me away from it is not always an option, right? So if I'm just the person that just, you know, you can you can name anything, you know, um, you know, it, you, it, it can be anything like, I don't know, you know, I, I use my dad as an example, you know, my dad um, was, my dad had a stroke, you know, at one time. And when he had his stroke, um, I remember going to the hospital with him and he could not move his left hand. Like his head, his stuff was gone. And so the cool part, and you know, funny enough, I was talking to you about when I'm running on the treadmill, my kids there, I don't want to stop because I don't want them to see me give up, right? But my dad is when I was at the hospital with him, they he he was like, give me the fork in my left hand. And no matter what, I'm not eating until I can lift it up with my left hand and eat, right? And so I guess my thinking is like maybe in those moments no matter how he was feeling i'm there so he had me completely occupy his mind but if you don't have that in your presence or you don't have that you know whatever that is that you need to to build up to overcome that how do you get there yeah but by just the same thing like like again you can acknowledge the i'm, I'm saying it, it's okay to acknowledge the effects because the effects are rooted in now you you think you feel it now based on the cause in the past it's cool to acknowledge like right now I'm, I'm feeling I'm, I'm <laughs> I was gonna say I'm feeling strokey but I'm, I'm feeling <laughs> however I'm feeling and it's but just like if someone were to ask why or what's wrong just keep them in the moment just like oh well I just feel a little blah 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 that's it don't don't attack don't give a whole life story like we'll give a whole life story of every illness every mental disorder whatever like um I, I've, I've been in I've been in like meetings before or things where I'm helping people understand something and they will quick to say, I have dyslexia, dyslexia. So blah, blah, blah. I have this disorder. So blah, blah, blah. Like why even say that? Just let's just, let's, we're here. We're working on learning. We'll, it's no hurry. We'll get it, but don't bring in these extra things from the past. Like stay rooted in the now and the past will fade away as long along with its causes. And so then the effects can't survive without its cause. So what do you say to like, well, so hold on. We have, I think we got some. Okay. Shouts out to my girl, Maytasha. Appreciate you. Yeah. It has been a while and we, we happy that you back with us, but you know, the funny, I guess the other part to this too is, or oh, what I would say, because again, it's like, how, how do you do this? How do you, you know, how do you just say, you know what, I'm not going to acknowledge this cause. Like, because again, I'm thinking about how we're conditioned. Like we're conditioned to say it that way. Like my my ankle is hurt because I twisted it. So that's just that's just how how that that's just how we are built up to respond. And when you're built up to respond a certain way, it's it's hard to revert back from just doing it. Because again, nobody nobody gives credit to just the pain, right? Like nobody just like because it doesn't. It, to, to and, and the, the funniest part of me finna say this is because it doesn't mean anything to, to somebody it's just saying you're saying that it doesn't mean anything to me if i don't give you the cause like me having a hurt ankle doesn't mean anything because i didn't twist my ankle go ahead what you been saying right right because you said no, nobody wants to acknowledge the reason for pain because then they acknowledge that they're staying in it they're choosing to because if you look at the right. word because because you break it up it's be cause you're in the state of being the cause and if you don't give it a cause, the effects can't remain. So you can talk about the effects of the world all day. As long as you're not giving it a cause, then those effects will fade away if they are truly indeed tied to that cause. So so, so that's the that's the thing that we're trying to get to. We're talking about people being conditioned to do something a certain way because it's the way that we've learned. Like, even with my kids now, like, TJ just had an accident this week, right? He had to sit out the game because he had he hit his head on the ground, right? He had a mild concussion because he hit his head on the ground, all right? So this is what we told him, or this is what the doctors told him anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, you hit your head on the ground, so therefore you have a mild concussion versus saying you're just dizzy right now or you can't see anything so that way you can easily get over it. But we're talking about a kid that's learning this now and every step of the way of his growth all the way up until 42 like me this is the way that you're trained to think so now the thing is how do we revert how do we go back to just say 
to change that habit. Now, again, I know the first thing is first is just try. You know, that's always going to be our, our leading number step. Step is just to try. But when you get to that hump of, okay, I'm trying, but in the back of my head, when I got off the treadmill and after I finished celebrating and then I thought, oh, I twisted my ankle. Now my ankle is hurt again. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's really just being real with yourself and then practicing it. So like if you can give the power to the cause that's not happening right now, you don't realize that you're the part of you in that step is you're the one giving power to it. So you can redistribute that power. You can say, my ankle is hurting because I'm I'm sitting in the hurt. I'm allowing it to hurt. And we, we don't want to be that real with ourselves, but it, 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 it is a little deeper. Like, um, I, and I have theories about this where we, we think we get something from pain. And I think it, it starts from like, from, from birth, right? So essentially we're these, we, we're these spiritual beings, whatever we want, we get like that. We can just manifest it. Boom, bam, bam. We think it is here. We come into this world, this physical world where we can still have that, but there's sometimes a slight delay because you're, you're interacting with not only your beliefs, but the beliefs of those around you um, until you're strong enough to contain your own beliefs, so to speak. And so then you start realizing, oh, you think you have lack and you start to cry. And then somebody comes, they tend to your needs when you're crying. So you're like, oh, okay, if I'm in pain or I need love, somebody's going to come supply love. And then after a while, that becomes habitual. And so when you think you need love, you manifest an injury. You manifest a pain, a hurt, so that you so people can see you in a certain way. Um, I, I've sat with people before where there's nothing really to, to talk about. And they'll instantly go to a complaint, a complaint that they think we all share because they think, that by them complaining, I'll see them as cool because like, ooh, they they so cool because they can complain about stuff. Like, it, we, but we don't realize what we're doing to ourselves. So you want me to tell you what that sounds like to me? Like, so so no, super dope. Uh, but what that sounds like to me, no, is that we don't recognize what love truly is, too. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's the other piece to it because sitting in peace with someone we don't recognize as being loving. So therefore we will create a scenario. And it's not, I'm not saying create a scenario. We will tell a story of what we think is a shared experience or something that we all have experienced before in order to build a, a stronger bond versus just acknowledging a peace together, right? And again, that's why I said like, for I think people, for me to say that I'm sore and not give you the reason it discredits my soreness. Like they're not gonna be agreeable to me being sore because nothing happened to me, right? And I think that's a <laughs> that's a you know that's a part of the reason why we don't we don't operate that way. But what you got? Go ahead. No, it's true, it, and it's funny too. Like people respect pain and struggle for whatever reason. Like you know, you'll watch those TV shows. Who's that? American Idol. They'll have like the first five minutes of every contestant telling this super sob story of that they had the hardest life on earth. And then people get invested in that, like, oh, they deserve to win because they had all of this suffering. And we they, but I'm sure they had a lot of joy. They're just not they're just not zooming in on it. They're choosing to identify with the pain and the struggle because they think that they it gets them a leg up. So so funny enough, like <laughs> I, I don't know what show because every show does that. Just FYI, like, and again, this is a part of the conditioning that we're talking about. Like, we're conditioned to celebrate pain, like, no, no pain, no gain. Like, not like everything in our society is conditioned to to the grind, or the struggle, or the hurt, or the pain. Because if you can come through that, it's the greatest story in the world. Just leaving all the people that didn't. Again, every so here's the deal. Everybody goes through something, right? But you it's funny that in a lifespan of somebody, you can highlight 15 minutes or a year of struggle and make that be the highlight of somebody's story and then glorify it. So again, it's more adulation at the end of whatever it is, right? Now, funny enough, I can sit back and say I ran for 30 minutes straight, and or I can say I ran for 30 minutes straight. On a on a twisted ankle, right now. The, 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 this is the, this is the, not. The, but listen to me. 
Did you just hear how I said it? Yeah. Even me in saying it, there's even a little bit more. Uh, let me tell you what I did. Yeah. Uh, but the crazy part is we will not give ourselves the glory that we're supposed to give ourselves. And that's where the problem lies. Like it doesn't have to be a struggle. And it's it's the crazy part is the hardest struggle is giving yourself credit. The hardest struggle is giving yourself the adulation. The hardest step, like, think about if you wanted to really have a struggle, why wouldn't that not be the struggle? Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, and, and as you as if anyone's watching this and you you understand it, the the tough part, and it's crazy how tough this initially seems. It's not really tough, but it, it initially seems that way is to not share the reason, is to not share that past story. Like everything in you is like, tell them why, tell them why. And you feel it when you consciously don't tell them why. Like it's like everything in you, you got to tell them why. If you don't tell them why, they're not going to understand you. They're not going to know. They're not going to like, and you're like, what is this voice that's trying to come out? And you get to start observing it and see, seeing how desperate it is and seeing that it's, it's just trying to survive at this point. But really like when you when you practice not giving into it, it changes your reality too, even when when people say these things to you. Like, well, well go ahead. You're like you about to say something. No, no, no. You can finish. The, I ain't gonna forget. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like. So now, if somebody tells me something, I, I'll celebrate they win their wins all day. But if they yeah, tell right, me a right. sob story, it's like I don't even react. And it's funny because I see that for a brief moment, I see them like confused. But then I'll flip it on them and and say something that acknowledges how strong they really are or how much of a blessing it really was. And then it, like you can see the switch in them like, yeah, stop looking at it like this painful thing. This is one of the greatest things that could have happened to you is look where you at now. Look what you learned. Look at your wisdom. Look at who you can help. And we have to stop siding with the pain. And but yeah, go ahead. Is this so? OK, so first of all, so many different thoughts went through my head because the other thing that comes to my mind specifically is when somebody is telling you something and you're not trying to one up them. But you're trying to say, like, let me tell you what happened to me, too. Like, it's 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 funny. And I'm going to tell you a story real quick. And then I'm going to tell you about my kids. But I've been to jail before. I've been to jail twice, right? And the times when I've been in jail are the most, the funniest. It was the funniest thing, right? So the first time I went, bro, I still remember sitting in the holding cell, right? And in the holding cell, what people are doing is, telling each other why they came, right? And so for me, you know, I told them, hey, you know, I, I came, I was speeding, blah, 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 all this good stuff, right? So after I tell my story, the next person tell my, told his story, he's like, yeah, man, I was, at the, I was at the corner store, and then, you know, what happened was I was up in the store and I was doing my thing, and then they came, bro, and then I ran. And then all of a sudden they hit me with a baton, I fell, boy, and then, you know, they got me, right? So then the next dude, right? So again, I'm not recognizing what's happening until it just starts happening and then the next dude he's like yeah bro i was up in my crib right and then they came and knocked on the door i knew it was them they kicked that mug in bro i dove through the window and flipped that, like <laughs> on the second floor and so as i'm listening to it bro like i'm hearing every story go harder and harder and i'm like what in the world but it's funny that we do this right it, it, it's because and I'm saying we because I, I see everybody do it. even on the smallest, smallest things. Like, let me tell you about what happened when I was a kid. Man, one time we was playing, we was throwing rocks. Man, guess what? Let me tell you one time I fell out. Like, we literally are just conditioned to just really just let me tell you how hard it was for me more than yours. Or let me show you how much further I went more than yours. And it's a voice in you that's telling you to do that. Like you said, let's glorify that versus the other stuff right now to my kids i have generic responses bro like and the reason why is because i know what the opposite is do you know what i'm saying so like whenever they something happens i normally would just be like yeah because you go hard or yeah because you just you just the best at that mud like that's what happens when like yeah i did that because that's just because you go hard you got war wounds because you go hard like it's always because of how great they are versus because that's just how it's supposed to go, right? And it's just, it's it's crazy. Like, I, 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 
you can go ahead and jump in, bro. It's just it's tripping me out right now. That I think. Yeah, no, nah, it's funny. Like I, I've, like you said, in telling those stories, I've caught myself in the middle of telling one of those stories where I'm like, man, I am embellishing this, and it's like, <laughs> why am I embellish, embellishing it this hard? But it's because I'm trying to one up. I'm trying to. I had the words. No, I had the words. Like we're trying to. We're trying to outworst each other. And but then even in that though, right? Even in the telling of the story, we're getting joy from these horrible stories. So, so one, it shows that anything can be joyful, but it's also saying, okay, I like this bad stuff that happens to me. Come on, universe, keep bringing more bad keep stuff so I can joyfully me. share the things that I say I don't want to happen to me. Real talk. So, so with that being said, that's the reason why I talked about the generic responses to my kids because the thing that I know is, hey, I, I know that you're not acknowledged, right? And I agree with that 100%. But I also know that not acknowledging is a process. And so my comeback to that would be, for myself, would be, if I do acknowledge, make sure that it's a great response versus the pain acknowledgement. So one of them I'm not going to acknowledge. And so what I, would, what I mean by that is, you know, if I was to say, yeah, man, I twisted my ankle yesterday, now my ankle is stronger, right? So just like I told y'all whenever we were running, I didn't like to say that I was sore. I would just like to say my body feels strong because now the way that I'm thinking about it is going to change the way that I move. And so I guess what I'm, I'm suggesting is that, again, first, try not to acknowledge. Don't acknowledge it. But if you have to acknowledge it, make the acknowledgement be something that's beneficial to you versus harmful because I, my ankle is sore because I twisted it. Now you can never stop being sore. But if you say my ankle is stronger, I twisted it the other day. Now you can, can, you can think more of now I'm building up my ankle and not acknowledging the pain versus, you know, so it, it's, it's, it's a mind game that you're playing with yourself. Go ahead, Jay. Right. And, and then like, if you, and, it's, and the beautiful thing about like foregoing the cause is, if you were to twist it again, it just wouldn't matter. Like you wouldn't look for it to, to be a thing anymore. And, and, and the thing too, is like, we've seen so many examples of people having the same quote unquote injury, but having different reactions to it and, and, and different things. Um, yeah. Like it, but like you said, it is a process. Like even with me, there are things that I've healed because I let go of the cause and there's things that I didn't even realize I was still holding into onto because I was holding on to the cause and it just takes practice. But I, I will say this. So a common misperce- misperception people have is, is they think that by sharing it, they're letting it go. But when you share something, you actually keep it because you give it to more people to share. So by, by me sharing this method, now I can see others using it too because they understand the, the methodology behind it. And so they can hold me accountable when I realize, oh snap, I'm I'm not doing this the, the correct way. I'm holding on to this. I'm holding on to the cause. I keep acknowledging it. Not only that, we give people opportunities every time we say, what's wrong? And, and that, that doesn't say we have to answer what's wrong with the cause, but we normally do. We say, this happened, uh, so now this effect lingers. So I'm gonna tell you what stood out to me again earlier when you were talking about the mental part of it um, or you were just talking about, you, you said the word dyslexic, right? And so funny enough, last night, now you so you said dyslexic, you also just went on to say that there are plenty of examples of people who have the exact same ailments or same things going on with them, but they respond different than other people. Now, funny enough, last night, my wife and TJ just happened to be watching this special on Tom Cruise, right? Did you know Tom Cruise was dyslexic? Nor did I, right? Now, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because, again, I'm no expert on, expert on dyslexia. I'm not saying that. I can't tell you the ins and outs of it. I don't know how, how challenging it is for anybody. I know, based off of maybe, maybe it was the, uh, I, I think it was maybe the Cosby show or something, where, you know, boys see stuff differently, backwards. It makes it harder to learn, right? But, on this special, they mention it. Now, I say this because Tom Cruise is one of the biggest stars in the entire world, like, since I've been alive, since essentially, right? And not only this, on this special, 
all of these stars swear by Tom Cruise. Every big star swears by Tom Cruise. And the thing is, this thing that's supposedly supposed to hold you down, he's the he's one of the biggest, most paid stars in the world. And I never knew about it. And it goes to show you that he didn't glorify it, which means he didn't give it the power to hold him back. Give it the power to stop him. Like, if anything, the thing that I got from it more than anything was, it was because I'm dyslexic. So again, like I was saying, you're giving yourself the reverse of what it would be. Because I'm dyslexic, I go harder at all of these things versus because I'm dyslexic, I cannot learn this way. Like this man is a professional at reading scripts. Has to be. <laughs> he has to be. And to me, that was the prime example of what you're talking about. And so because of the way that he's excelled, because of them acknowledging it in the way that they acknowledge it, now people that have the same thing as him have a different way to look at what they're going through in order to try to excel. Like Tom Cruise did it just to your point. Like now you're setting the stage for somebody else. Tom Cruise is like me. I can be a professional script reader. I can be a professional. Like I can, you know, I can do all of these things and be as successful as I want to be and not be hindered by what's being taught to me. Well, guess what? Because you're this, this is how you're going to learn. Go ahead, Jack. Yeah. And, and the way I am, like, let's say I was diagnosed with dyslexia. I don't have it. I've just been diagnosed with it. Like I'm, I'm like, I, there will be zero acknowledgement of it. Um, and of course I, I could, if I started looking for examples now of things that may have been said or put on me of identities I could have took on, taken on, I would find them, but it doesn't benefit me to do that one bit. And when you remember that you're free to put on whatever identity you want to, it changes everything. But when you, when you start off a statement by saying as a, this, you're, that's the identity you're putting on as a person with this disease or even as a as a rapper. I've said that plenty of times. I'm limiting myself to the to the viewpoints that only a rapper can have. Like but but I'm, I'm limited by putting that on at all. And we shouldn't even put any of these on. Or if we're going to say, like you said, if we're going to say as a something, say as a perfect creation by a perfect creator, I choose to look at the world this way. But I'm going to tell you what's even colder about what you're saying is like. You're saying I'm conforming in a sense to whatever a rapper is. The crazy part about it is it's not even whatever a rapper is. It's only what your thoughts of a rapper is. Like that's even so that's even smaller than what a rapper is in the grand scheme of what the world looks at it as, right? And so it just goes to show you how limiting we can be with everything. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, and this is something I noticed too. Um because I, I noticed it, of course, you only really notice things you used to do or that you do. Uh, and th that's why whenever somebody calls somebody out for something, it's because they really call themselves out. They just don't that realize real time. Um, real time. But by saying things like that, as a rapper or as a doctor, as a this, you're trying to give yourself some authority. So because you think that your words won't be trusted without giving it that authority first. And so you're weakening your own word instead of just saying it. Or you might say, as so-and-so always says, or you might say, as my mama always says, or my daddy always, like, instead of just, just say it, you don't have to preface it and stand on your own word. Let that be enough. But when you give that power away to other things and other identities, you're kind of lessening your own. And that just goes to show that we are professionals and not giving ourselves power. Like, even... From the standpoint when we were talking earlier, you know, giving the power to the to the cause, like, and not giving yourself credit or being with someone and not acknowledging love is there already. Like, it's love here, but because it doesn't look like what I think it's supposed to look like, I don't acknowledge it either. So I would rather acknowledge something completely different and let that be the pathway by which I build something on versus saying that, hey, you know, this is a loving situation because guess what? We're both peaceful. We're both happy. And if I want something else to happen, meaning like instead of me saying I'm hurt to get somebody to hug me, why don't I just hug the person and get the hug? And it's it's crazy that that's that's how we're built up. And, and, and 
I know it's hard, like me and you are talking, but we're still this way in our own ways because you only know what you know. And so we're trying to figure out how to see what all we're, what all, you know, boundaries and restraints are we putting on ourselves so that way we can completely give ourselves the power to be what we want to be or be how we want to be because we still have those limitations. Go ahead, Jay. Right. And, and, and that's why, like, it's important for us not to get caught up in ourselves, um, even as the authority. Yes, we're giving our power away, but like I, I like to say to ask for understanding from, from the higher power because our wisdom can exceed our level of understanding. And, and an example of this is, let's say somebody sees people playing basketball and somebody keeps getting stolen. The wise thing would, he, he might say is, well, just take the ball, cuff it under and run to the other end. But he doesn't understand the rules. So his wisdom is sound, but it's like, no, you can't do that. That's against the rules because it's, it's not up to his level of understanding. And because we're in this illusion of sorts, because we're in this repetition of giving away our power and not realizing we're giving it away, we need someone that's outside of that. We need an entity or a being that that is constantly outside of that that can give us that perfect vision, that 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 thing to say, oh, no, 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 you don't want to do that. Go here. Go this way. Do this. Think that. Let go of your thoughts on this. And and so even the message that we're speaking today is not even our own. It's been taught from this higher source. And the crazy part is the fact that we don't even see ourselves. Again, I know this is just, like we don't see ourselves as an authority. That's it, it, that's crazy. Like you're a person living in your own body, having your own experiences, and and also not only just having your own experiences, having your own thought process on the things that you're giving out to people. Like I told you before, like um, you you you, I, I will always give you credit for quotes that you give, but you would tell me, but that's not mine. But I'm like. It is right. because I, I I didn't I I I don't know who you got it from, regardless of who you got it from. And so again, it's like everybody doesn't live your life. Everybody doesn't have your experiences. And not only that, even when you regurgitate something that somebody's giving you, it's not the same. It, it, it's it's not the same. It's it's you. And the thing is, we give ourselves no authority. And I love you pointing that out. When you when you said that we always try to put somebody else in front of us to 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 validate it when it's not even necessary and being a parent that's something that we're doing on a consistent basis but we don't have to think about it because as a parent i don't have to say because somebody said this i just say this is how we do stuff just do it and that's where i claim all my authority but the reality of it is every single time we speak it doesn't have to be somebody that we see ourselves above or it doesn't have to be somebody that we feel like we're ushering into something. It's just that you, we have to understand that people value us for us. We're only around people because of who you are. You only have the world you have because of who you are. And you should be an authoritative figure in all that you do. You should have the confidence in all that you do. And that's even when it comes to the pain or the mental illnesses that we're talking about. Like, you're right. After I twisted my ankle, the one thing that I do 100% know, my kids did not understand the amount of pain that I was in. Unless I say all day, man, my ankle hurt. Man, my ankle hurt. Ankle hurt. And so now what I've created is, okay, well, whenever something hurts me, it has to be the highlight of my day, right? Versus just understanding that I can set a stage, hey, my ankle is sore, but look at how I'm about to move. But again, we just we want to glorify all the wrong things. But man, go ahead, bro. Go ahead, man. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, like when we when we hold on to that, when we hold on to that cause, it 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 does change everything. Like let, let's say we are sore right now, you know, and we forget, like because we're sitting here, we're on the show talking. Then we get up, and you just feel all that sore. It's like, oh snap! The one of the first things we do is, why am I sore? Oh yeah, I worked out the other day. So now we're associating working out with soreness. So now we're, we're limiting how much strength we can gain or how much output we could output all in that moment by, by going to the cause. Instead of we just get up, we feel it like, huh, that's interesting. And just move on. Then it's like the, the, the cause <laughs> does not matter. Just be in this moment right now. 
I'm gonna tell you what's cold about what you just said though, because you 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 literally said it, and I did like this, and I was like, oh yeah, I am sore. And then I thought to myself before you said it, why am I sore? And I said because I worked yesterday, <laughs> and it's crazy because this entire time I knew when I got up this morning that I felt sore, right? But I have literally forgot about it, and I didn't feel it until you said it. And that that to me is a prime example of what we're talking about. But again, that's also the power that we have like in any given moment i could tell myself that i'm sore and it could be that and again i'm not saying that the pain i'm not i'm not i'm not trying to insinuate to anybody because again i know people go through stuff and it is a mental thing for us all to be able to overcome the reason why we're talking about this here is because we understand that for ourselves and we're trying to be bigger than all of the things not just the things that we're talking about because we can't really hit on everything that we're going through because we can't recognize it yet. But the only way to get there is by continuously making it a dialogue so that way we can become better at it. And that's what we're trying to emphasize to everybody else. I don't think that is easy. It can be, but that comes with work. That comes with you putting forth an effort, I should say. I don't say work. It comes with you putting forth an effort to try. And if you don't try, you can never get to that end point. So, like, I appreciate you even saying it again because now it made me say you know what i actually am not sore and in me saying that it it just kind of dissipated and i'm not it's not it's not even in the fore, forefront of my mind and i can focus on what i'm supposed to focus on go ahead jay yeah and, and, the, and the one thing for like people that, that want to try this and, and wonder like okay what would be the benefits of it well, of course you'll heal because you let go of the the cause but not only that you get to see what you're really like right now like who like who you really are without without all of the the masks without all of the identifications like who like if you were to just to lose your memory right now who are you who would you be and 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 to let others experience that too is very freeing you're like man i can really go anywhere just as me i don't have to preface it with anything i don't have to give them my resume i don't got to tell them this or that about me oh speaking of that real quick um certain little like because I, I do contract work sometimes and like just get side jobs uh, real quick. And when I send a proposal, it's a short couple of sentences. I don't even really give them. I would just say, hey, I'm an expert at, at what you're trying to do. Hire me. And like people will hire me. Like I'm not giving all of these loads of, of, of these long accolades and things that I could give. But it's, it's just something freeing about just just being you right now uninhibited. I'm going to tell you what I love about that, bro, because the reality of it is you don't have to forget anything. The reality of it is you're only who you are right now anyway. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy to think that you're anything else anytime. Like, right now, I am a pod show, co pod show host, po podcast show host, right? Yeah. That's what I am right now. <laughs> but immediately when this is over, I'm immediately something else. And like you said, like, when you frame up your life that way, that's a part of a mental illness. You're literally giving yourself a, a limitation that's very difficult to overcome. Go ahead, man. Check this out. Because you are who you are right now, when you said pod show, that sounded completely normal until you said <laughs> podcast show. And I was like, oh, snap, that is podcast show. But it's just because I took you as you are now that he, what he said is that makes perfect sense. But the problem is, bro, and this is where we get into our, our problems, I feel like, is that on the other side of it, when I say that, I'm thinking that you cannot acknowledge or recognize me for being a value in this world because it's not what I think you what I think you think I should be. And, and, and that's where the problem is, because the reality of, and, and that's another form of giving your power away. Like, why should I have to get any type of acknowledgement or, you know, validation from you and me being me? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm me. So it doesn't matter what I say. Right now, I'm a toilet bowl. You might not agree with it. But why should I care if you agree with it? And that's where freeing, that's where being able to free yourself from anything is key. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, and it's funny too, just thinking about like the people that 
a lot of people love, right? Are people who are really themselves. I, I was just thinking about like a comedian that came to mind that I've heard many comedians talk about is Tracy Morgan. Like he's just him no matter what. Like, like Trace, like then you can see it in every interview, every stand-up, every whatever. He's his own character and doesn't try to switch it up no matter who he, who he's talking to. Uh and it's and it's just funny how like we don't realize we love people who are themselves more. I don't want to say more so, but it's just something about it. Like, man, yep, that's so-and-so. That's that's them. So I'm going to give you the prime example of validation right now, right? And this was a silent argument that me and my wife had. Silent argument, right? So what happened was we were just having a general conversation. And this is after I've been working out and doing all of this different stuff one day. And then I told her, I said, I'm an athlete. And she told me, you're not an athlete. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so I was like, what do you mean I'm not no athlete? Now, again, this is us giving our power away. Like, I felt like I had to have validation. I told her something she wasn't agreeable to only because, number one, why does she have to be agreeable to what an athlete is to me? She has her own definition of what an athlete is. I have my own definition. But I was essentially saying that, well, your, your, your definition is wrong, which I can't take her power away from her either. So in my mind, this is this is what we go through. In my mind, I was like, I am an athlete because I don't believe who I am anymore myself. I, I, I told myself who I was. And now because she said that I don't believe who I am myself anymore. So now I need to go and search and find validation. So what I did was now this is where the silent argument happens. I don't say anything else anymore because I'm not arguing with you about me being no athlete. I know I'm an athlete. Right. But I didn't believe it. So guess what I'm about to do? I'm about to go look up what an athlete is. I'm going to see what all these definitions is. I'm going to do all of these different things so I can gain validation for myself. Now, this is what I will tell you. I can never be an athlete if I don't believe it, no matter what I read. And the problem is I'm not trusting in what I believe myself. So I'm looking and I'm searching and I'm trying to get all of this validation. I first tried to get it from her. I then tried to go get it from books. I then had to go back and do all of these different things to change my mind to believe what I believed in the beginning anyway. And that's a pattern that we go through. And again, you don't need validation for things that you say about yourself. You live in your body. You live in your life. And you cannot heal until you understand that. You have to understand that you're in control of it all. I'm a singer. If you don't like how I sing, you just don't like how I sing. But you can't tell me that I'm not a singer because the only qualification I need is for me to think that I am. And so I think that's what it all ties to. And again, when we go back to talking pain, like I'm sore. I don't want to say that I'm sore because I, I don't want to not say that I'm sore because I twisted my ankle. Because if I just say that I'm sore, I'm thinking that the person on the other side is going to say, you're not sore. What happened? Nothing happened. I'm just sore. Well, you can't be sore. So now I got to be like, well, I am sore because I twisted my ankle. No, you can be whatever you want. Nobody has to validate you. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, it, it, similar to that, like, so it's funny because I, I don't like to define myself because, like, you know, to define is to limit. And we don't we don't want to limit ourselves. And it, it was hard when, um, when I had to come up with, like, bios and stuff or, like, short bios of who I am. That was one of the hardest things, like, like, who do I see myself as and and, and what is that? But and, and, and this that's the thing. I don't think we're meant to necessarily define ourselves because when we do, we we, we limit ourselves. And I, I've, I've kind of taken note of all the things people have called me. And I've, I've been amazed by by a lot of them. Like, wow, OK, that's cool. And then the thing is, let, let's say, OK, let, let's take one of the good ones. Right. Let's say someone's like, man, Jake, Lee, you a genius. Now, if I accept it, I can I can see examples where. I was not a genius before, yeah. but I can also see examples where I was a genius. But in e any way of accepting that, I'm still limiting myself because I'll be hard on myself if, if, if I want to take on the genius moniker and I and I don't perform in that way, then I'm doing myself a disservice. But it's better to just not take it on at all. Acknowledge like, OK, yeah, they, they call me that. That's cool. Uh, but that's not how I see myself. And in a way, I don't see myself. But see, that's and that's that's the trick, and that's why I go back to us getting validation. The reason why that becomes an issue is because now 
you're trying to be a version of what they think a genius is and you have no clue what that is you don't know what that looks like mm -hmm. and so now you there is there's tons of limitations that come into it because now you have to stop being yourself altogether like you cannot be yourself anymore around this person because now you're you can't just ask them why do you think i'm a genius right so now you're trying to be a genius in everything that you have associated with that person and now you cannot be you anymore and again not a person that can quote the bible you know uh you know verse but one of the coldest thing is coldest things is i am it's that simple it's literally that simple and that's another thing that we're afraid to do we're afraid to just be because we feel like just being even though that is one of the biggest things in the bible that we all can read and understand and be like oh that's cold that means everything right yeah. we don't want to be there because now what we think other people think that means we can never live up to but the reality of it is that's all you've ever been go ahead jay yeah, well, you, you reminded me of something. So like, yeah, like I am is God. And we use that phrase a lot. I am, I am this, I am that. And we're saying God this, God that. But I, I, one of the things I thought about is um, what if we replace the word what with God? So somebody like, what happened? What's the matter? God's the matter. God happened. Um, what, uh, what's up? God's up. Like, like we're, there's a, a, a knowledge to answering our own question with God, like anything we ever had with what, if we replace what with God, like it is just, I don't know, it's just a change in, in thinking of sorts that has been fun to play with in my mind to to acknowledge where we are, who we are, and the, the knowledge that we actually have. Yeah, I, I love that, man. And uh, I think that this conversation could go and go and go, but you already know, you know, it's that time of the day, it's that time of the, um, the show. So I want to just say, you know, I appreciate everybody that joined us and in this journey because it, 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 at the end of the day uh, we we're all figuring out ways to heal we're figuring out ways to overcome mental illness or pain we're all figuring out ways to be better at being and you know without y'all and 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 the, the audience it it, it 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 would be difficult for us to have you know the dialogue that we had we probably would be doing this but it would just be on a different scale because it helps us to expand ourselves in ways that we probably wouldn't have done in the first place so i just want to say i'm grateful for everybody that joined us today and i want everybody to understand that you are okay that's what this show is a this show is about you are okay and you are all power and if you stop giving your power away or try to start working on giving your power away which is a product you know it's, it's it's a process you it will get easier as it's getting easier for us we're able to start to identify and pinpoint more and more things within ourselves that we've given the power away from and with that we become better and better and and that's just better and better for us not for anybody else so i just want to say again i'm grateful and you know we appreciate everybody joining us today and jake you can go ahead and you know end us with a word and take us out man yeah and, yeah and i want to just reiterate forego that cause which is yeah. another way of saying forgive it and let it go like that that cause does not matter it's not here right now be here right now whatever's whatever's supposed to be here will remain even if you do have pain right now it's cool but just don't acknowledge where it came from don't give it a purpose you could even forego that and say here god take this pain. I, I give it up i have no more purpose for it and just watch the the, the instantaneous healing that that occurs uh but yeah just just remember you're perfect. Well, first, I, I want to say appreciate you rocking with us. If you found this helpful, hit that share button. Catch us every Sunday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Central. This is our last show of this season because we start next week. is the start of the fourth year of Perfect Mode. That is dope. But um, that is yeah, that's dope. Yeah. So, yeah, just appreciate all y'all. Remember, you're a perfect creation made by a perfect creator. So you might as well accept your perfection and enter perfect mode. You. If I reminded you that you are perfect, would you argue me down or step into your perfection? Welcome to Perfect Mode, where there are no excuses, no expectations, and we explore the world without limitations. I'm Jay Clay, rapper, the spiritual teacher, with my co-host Troy Washington, your friendly neighborhood realtor. Let's be real, so let's be perfect. Perfect! perfect. 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 perfect.